Thought Bubble Audio. Look, up in the sky! You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Welcome to Beer with Geeks with Tim and Frank. Who are you? I'm Batman. I am Iron Man. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Hi, Christopher. I'm Nero. My name is Inigo Montoya. You're a wizard, Harry. A couple of guys with a couple of beers and a whole lot of pop culture nostalgia. Make it so, number one. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles. Name the dog in the ant. Life finds a way. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Now sit back and crack open a cold one. Because it's time for Beer with Geeks. It comes in paints? Shaken, not stirred. Great Scott! I was way off. I knew it started with an S, though. Hi, and welcome to Beer with Geeks, where two geeks geek out with beer. I'm Tim, and with me, as always, is my man who loves to pet some rabbits. It's Frank. How are you today? I'm good, George. How are you? I'm doing I'm doing okay, Lenny. I'm doing okay. Now what did I tell you? What tell me what I told you. Tell me. Not, tell me what I told you. Not, tell me. Not to squeeze them too hard or something. Yeah, close enough. Yeah, yeah. sure. Why not? Yeah, yeah close enough. Be, um be now Frank. Hello. How are you, Frank? I'm good. I'm good. Uh Days Without Rabbit Incident five. Days without rabbit incident five. They yeah they uh, they really needed that sign on the farm, Aww. didn't they? Oh, indeed. Frank, uh, it's so lovely to see you. Could you tell me uh, what beer you're drinking? Yes, sir. Uh, I am finishing up my stash of Maine Beer Company uh, exclusives, brewery exclusives, and um, uh, I can't honestly remember if I have mentioned this one on air yet. I know I talked about dinner. Um, a couple of weeks ago, but um, this is their uh, barrel series, um, it barrel program, uh, I guess they call it. It's a wild ale. Um, hmm. It's sort of a farmhouse ale. Um, again, you know the not the, the sours are not my usual, but nice. Um, and so it is a uh, farmhouse ale that is. Uh, aged with uh, in a French oak red wine barrel, and uh, it's uh, it's got wild yeast, which is why it's called wild ale, I guess. Um, mm. And it's it's great. It's how wild is it? Like go out and party on a Saturday night? Wild yeast? It's <laughs> it's uh, yeah yeah. It's like yeast that 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 you know picked that went to Miami because they knew it was a party school. Like that's gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That kind yeah. of, music. it is a party school. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. yeah. So oh, very few schools are not party schools. I don't know what people are talking about. There's always a party true. to be found at some school. This is true. That's part of the college experience. Partying. It is. Frank, we're it not is, here. We're not. It's part of the experience. We're not here to talk about partying, Frank, though. We're here to talk about yeast. So <laughs> if you could tell me more. <laughs> You can tell me more about that, please. <laughs> <I'm good. laughs> I'm okay. Good. Um, unless you want to hear about my bread baking adventures, in which case I'd be I happy kind of to talk actually, about my sourdough I do. starter. I mean, you're a couple of year. I mean, you're a couple of months out, like out of like Twitter. I, I know, date, I know, it know. was trendy in like March, April, and I got into it in like August. But like, I'm getting pretty good. But at isn't it. that the Frank brand? Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. Either I do being what a, I want. Even, either being way ahead of the curve or way behind it. Like, yeah, the Frank yeah. I'm, brand. I'm, I'm the guy who's here. Like, guys, have you listened to the Beatles? They're pretty good. <laughs> 
<laughs> I had a class the other day that didn't know who sang um, It's a Hard Day's Night. Really? Just so you know. Yeah. An entire class, 25 students, had zero idea. Now, did they, did they, were they familiar with the song but didn't know who it was by? No, they don't even think they were familiar with the song. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Eh, so, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, I think we've reached the point where it's, um, you know, like kind of like Beethoven. You know, like, oh, yeah, I've heard of Beethoven. Sure. I, you know, but Couldn't I don't know what any of the songs. He's done. Right. But yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Until you go bum, 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 bum. And right. they go, oh, oh yeah, sure. I heard that on a commercial once. You know, yep. it's funny to tie these two stories together, actually, um, before we I ask you what, what you're drinking. Um, the I was baking. Uh, this this past weekend, and uh, I put on some classical music, and it was Beethoven's Ninth Symphony. And uh, my wife walked in the room, and like I was as I was finishing up with with throwing stuff in the oven, and she was like, "What should we watch on TV?" And I was like, "Um, I don't know, but can we wait? There's like f- a few minutes left in this music. Can we can we wait till it finishes? We're getting to the good part." And she's like, "We're getting to the good part? What does that even mean?" And I was like, "It's Beethoven's Ninth Symphony. You'll recognize it. Give it a second. And then she got we got to the Ode to Joy part. Da, 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 da. And she was like, "Oh, that's what this is. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, this is the good part." Um, yeah. <laughs> so, baking Beethoven tied it all together. There you go. A lot of alliteration happening. Mm, baking in Beethoven your, in your beats life. Bears Battlestar Galactica. Uh, Tim, what is your beer or beverage? I am drinking a beverage. I'm not drinking a beer this evening. There were a few in my fridge, and I said, no, thank you. I don't want to be full like that. So I moved on, and I dug out the Maker's Mark that you gave me uh, several years ago that I'm still making my way through because it is a it's a monster yeah. of a bottle. So you're still it's, making it's a mark on it. Monster. I tr- yeah, it's making a mark on me, actually, <laughs> you know, so um, so I'm drinking a Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, which is what uh, the bottle you got me, the Maker's Mark. It is delicious. I'm drinking it um, on the rocks because uh, we record not at nine o'clock at night and I haven't had dinner yet. So, nice. um, yeah, but it's good. As I get older, yeah, I tend to grab, I find that I'm gravitating more towards you know, this whiskey, this type, this bourbon, you know, scotch, whatever. It's it's not a flavor that, it, they're not flavors that always attracted me. It always has to be like cinnamon. The cinnamon one is good. The apple one is good. The honey one is good. I needed another flavor sure. to mellow it all out. But um, but the the rocks is doing it for me. Nice. Truly. Yeah. Um, that's that's interesting that your your palate has sort of uh, shifted, uh, evolved over time. Yeah. Because you, I always thought of you as more of a gin guy. Um, I love gin. I still love been, it. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I know that hasn't that yeah. hasn't gone away, but um, but I knew that gin was sort of your your go to, and that whiskey was like sort of yeah, I'll dabble, but not my favorite. Um, uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's 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 really what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like just the past, I I don't know, maybe since quarantine. Um, you know, it's been like, well, it's in the house and I'm going to, I'm going to refine my flavor. I'm going to refine, like, how do I want to drink this? Right. Cause you try, yes. that's the thing with hard alcohol. You try different versions, you know, like, do I want straight gin? Do I want gin and tonic? Do I want this? Do I want gin and ginger ale? Um, gin ale, hey. um, as it's known in the trade. It's not known. It's not. Nope. It should be known as that. Capital G I N. Yes. Or ale, that should how we should call it now, but we don't. Um, do you want some gin with just some ginger thrown straight into it? You know, <laughs> like mixed in the blender. But um, 
Whiskey makes me feel sophisticated. There is something sophisticated about it, yeah. yeah. Is it because is it because um like rich people used to drink it? I guess. Still still drink it? Uh, yeah. So you can hear it. Um I love the sound of it clinking in the glass. Yeah. Um I don't know. There is something that feels sophisticated about it. Um I I that it is my spirit of choice. Um I do I do enjoy whiskey. Um, I've been more into bourbon. I used to be more of a scotch guy, but I've been more of a bourbon guy recently. Um, mm. just like had more of an appreciation for, for it recently. Last by recently, I mean, the last couple of years really, but, um, yeah. Yeah. I have two serious questions. Um, one not serious question. Um, what is the difference between scotch bourbon and whiskey for those listening who do not know? Okay. So bourbon, um, to be considered bourbon, a whiskey has to have, and I'm, I am going to use my one lookup because I don't remember the exact numbers here, but there is a percentage of like corn um, and um, certain uh, types of malt that need to be in it for it mm-hmm. to be considered bourbon. Um, so it needs to be produced in the United States. It needs to be at least 51% corn, and it needs to be aged in new charred oak containers. Those are the three main criteria. That's bourbon. That's bourbon. That's bourbon. Um, okay. So that, uh, and I learned that uh, at a distillery tour for my friend Vin's bachelor party. Um, they they taught oh. us that. I yeah. thought, and, and apparently this is a very common misconception, because this uh, distillery we went to was in Brooklyn, um, and they make bourbon. And I was under the impression, and many people apparently are, because they mentioned this on the tour, that it had to be made in Kentucky or in a certain area of Kentucky, sort of like the Champagne region of France thing to be sure, called Champagne. Right. But apparently that's that is a misconception that Kentucky is very happy to let spread because they sell more bourbon that way. But um sure. Oh, it's and, from Kentucky. We gotta sell it. Oh the fried chicken, it's from Kentucky. Yeah, yeah, we gotta exactly, eat it. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. But uh it is not it just needs to be made in the United States, fifty one percent corn, new charred oak barrels. Because the okay. the um charred oak like the 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 fact that it's like burned and charred um gives it a lot of the caramel color and flavor gotcha okay um, if you distill it in like steel containers you get a clear whiskey okay um which is not bourbon uh because it's not in charred oak barrels uh whiskey just whiskey plain i probably should have started there is a grain alcohol that is distilled um and it can be made with rye or corn or a number of different um grains okay uh, so combination I, I thereof question whiskey is actually a different drink than bourbon though right it's not like an umbrella term like all catholics are christians but no no all it christians is whiskey catholics. whiskey is whiskey is this style of of uh, uh these grains when they're distilled give you whiskey okay um one offshoot of that is bourbon which is whiskey that is made in the united states 51 percent corn and charred oak barrels is a okay. style of whiskey. It's bourbon whiskey. Um, and then scotch, as far as I know, and without cheating and using another lookup, as far as I know, what makes scotch whiskey scotch whiskey is 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 the fact that it's from Scotland. Um, I know that it um, is also usually aged in oak barrels, and there is usually, um, like, they, they use smoke from like peat like peat moss um, okay to give it a lot of its flavor so you'll you'll hear that a lot of 
distill a lot of um scotches are like oh this is a very peaty one this is not so peaty it depends on if you like that flavor or not kind of like do you like hops or do you not like hops in your like do you like less hoppy beer do you sure. like more or less hoppy uh, uh peaty scotches okay um so that's the that's the the thing yeah whiskey is the is the umbrella term um all scotches are whiskey all bourbons are whiskey but not all whiskeys are bourbon or not all whiskeys are scotch gotcha so when i be, when i say that i prefer like i can't say that i prefer whiskey over scotch though right because right because they are the same so when somebody like if i'm like in a, an old western like give me a whiskey right you know like they're just like okay well do sure. you want the bourbon or do you want right the, yeah yes you yeah, know yeah like it's not like i have a whiskey and a bourbon and a scotch it would be like saying i like i like diet coke more than soda it's like but Gotcha. Diet Coke is a type of soda, so what are you talking about? Yeah, Scotch is a I'm type confused. of soda. Do you want a Pepsi or do you want a Coke? Right. If you want a Pepsi, you know. you're going to pay for it. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's um, that's the that's the story there, yeah. Um, and they can be, like I said, they can be made with lots of different um, grains, and some of them give you different results. That's like moonshine whiskey is usually very, sure. very high proof and tastes like alcohol. And that's usually because it's made with something really, you know, like maybe it's like a lot of wheat or a lot of rye or a lot of corn, like like very, very heavy on one, basically probably whatever the people distilling it had around and they just made in, in the bathtub or whatever. Um, so um, those are the, those are the things. And then there's, there's blended whiskeys too, right? Where it's like using different kinds of, maybe it's a little bit of rye and a little bit of wheat and a little bit of barley and you get a blend of, of the three, gotcha. and then you've got single malt where it's just one. Um, they just use one malt to make the um, to make okay. it, and that's usually considered that's more expensive to do, especially if it's with one of the nicer um, grains. And so it's more expensive, often aged more to give it a more mellow, refined flavor. And those are the ones that are you know at the top shelf of the, of the liquor cabinet. Of course. Of course, not all. That all makes sense. So if I said like I want a whiskey, that's like saying like I want a beer. Yes. So like, what kind? Often of the bar do you will want? have their go-to. If they, they'll ask you if you if you order a, I'll, I'll have an old-fashioned. They might say, "What do you want in it?" And then you can say, "I want Maker's Mark," or "I want." I want Grandma. No. Yep. Thank God. That's it. I want, I want Grandma. Yeah. I want Grandma. Or or they'll just have you know well whiskey, which is just sort of that bar's default. You know, which might be like. Mm-hmm. Might be their top middle shelf, middle shelf, like bottom deep, shelf, yeah, yeah whatever. Um, but yeah, I've been enjoying Bullet Bourbon um, recently. Mm. Um, that's that's been one. I've been keeping a small bottle of of a nice whiskey for just for sipping, okay. and then like I'll buy a big bottle of of a cheaper whiskey for making cocktails. So I'll get like a big thing oh, of Jim sure. Beam for for making a cocktail. But then I'll keep a smaller bottle of Bullet or Maker's Mark or something on the side for a night when I'm feeling like sipping some whiskey. Gotcha. Okay. Well, this was this was so educational. <laughs> Frank. This is our uh, Frank <laughs> Frank on uh, on liquor series. <laughs> okay. I actually ha- I still have my second question. So oh like, my god, that was only the first question. I'm so sorry. <laughs> we're halfway through this episode. Oh, okay, so you said you said that um, bourbon or, or whiskey is one of your favorite spirits. Yes, but why isn't it ghosts, Frank? Why is it spirits? Why isn't um, whiskey? One I of live your in a town ghosts? that is just crawling with them. So like, I'm bored with them. You know, they're gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, eh. yeah, that was it. Okay, 
Okay, I'm only serious, Frank. I want to know the real answer. But yeah. okay, so um, Frank, um, today today's topic here on Be With Geeks, I've been teaching of mice and men by John Steinbeck. Uh, this week, uh, you know, they're just uh, my my little kitties are just in in chapter two right now, so they haven't gotten to the big stuff yet, um, truly. So, um, but I, I I it it dawned on me that of mice and men by John Steinbeck is um it's so relevant to 2020 at this moment right now and if you haven't read it you need to read it like at this very moment and that's kind of why I um that's kind of why I wanted to talk about it today cuz we don't talk about books books are for nerds and this is a geek show <laughs> so <laughs> Like so, <laughs> uh, so um, even though if you want to talk, me, hear me talk about books on the regular, you can listen to the Read Up podcast, uh, in which I talk about books intellectually and stuff. Which I actually might just take this segment and make it a <laughs> a Read Up episode. I was so going to suggest to, that. Have to so do yeah, one. You, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's like, okay. You you saw through my nefarious purpose. <laughs> um, so of mice and men, for people who don't know, it's about these two guys. Um, uh, Lenny and George, and they're um, they're migrant workers in California during the uh, Great Depression, and so in and Lenny is slow, and George is his friend and helper, and they've known each other, each other since they were kids, and George kind of sees it as his responsibility to take care of Lenny. Right, that's kind of the the crux of the story. Mm-hmm. So here's why it's important, Frank. Migrant workers, you know, still a thing, still still relevant. Uh, Book takes place in the Great Depression. Twenty five percent of Americans were were out of work. I think we're at eighteen percent of Americans are out of work mm-hmm. right now, something like that. Um, and so we're close. I think I, we we did the the math out today. We're like ten million people off, or something like that. Uh, what, when you look at the actual hard numbers, when you, when you look at the hard numbers, yeah. Wow. So, but you're talking the population of America in the thirties versus versus now. So we're probably closer than than we would care to admit. Mm to ourselves um and so there's a lot of that going on but it's also of mice and men is really also about how are we treating other people and what do we like and and it's all people it's not even just how george treats lenny or the people on the farm treat lenny who is you know obviously not diagnosed lenny's not diagnosed he's slow and that's all you pretty much know right and so but right. he's not he's not much uh you know we're pre-diagnoses you know sort of not really you know um but you know not the level that we are today right they didn't have the level of sophistication around mental health issues that we have today they didn't know the understanding or frankly the they didn't care enough to to (laughs) right um, to differentiate right And, and so but the um the thing about stories is that illness um or handicaps or anything like that they go unnamed because they're symbolic right forrest gump is just Forrest Gump. Right. He doesn't have anything particular about him, except that he's slow. Because the point is that he's he's simple to show you the power of simplicity and to like and what and what that can do for the world if you just stop overthinking things. And so, um, and Lenny is very much in that same vein, right? You know. Um, there's a kind of a, a joke about it in Tropic Thunder with Robert Downey Jr. and Ben mm-hmm. Stiller, and I won't repeat it here if you haven't seen the movie. But you know, there's a whole thing about you know acting that type of uh, acting that type of part. But in stories, it's all it's all symbolic, and so it's about treating the other. But then, how does Lenny see 
you know, Candy on the farm who's missing his hand. Or Crooks, who's a black man working on the farm who's got a crooked back and who has to live in his own room away from everybody else. He's not allowed to play cards because he's black. And it's about Curly's wife, who's not even named. She's just Curly's Curly's wife. wife. And everyone just assumes that she's like a slut just like because she's like i can't find my husband so i'm bored on this farm so i'm gonna talk to all of you people and they're like ah you're a slut you're like what is the matter with all of you like what is the matter with all of you um and all these things are still relevant every single thing that i just said is still relevant you yeah honestly that is i i haven't read this book since high school to be honest with you um, but I remember it being a very easy and, and quick read. Um, it's on like 107 pages. Okay, there you go. Like, um, it's not, yeah. It. I read it yesterday. Mm-hmm. Like, that should tell you everything you need to know. Right. I read it yesterday on a Monday, um, you know, like after work. Like, you can you can breeze through it actually and if you're really not a reader the audiobook is read by Gary Sinise so uh, who played George in the movie in the 90s John Malkovich was Lenny um but these are things that we still need to talk about and there are things that we need to act on because we can talk 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 all we want and then I'll wait for you to talk 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 um to paraphrase John Mulaney (laughs) but you know but but talking will only get you so far and I mean of course it's a podcast so we're not going to do anything but talk 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 but um, but yeah, for, what, when did you read of Mice and Men? And what were like? What you said it was easy, but like, what are your what were your reactions to it? Like, because it matters how old you are. Yeah, what's going to hit you? I was sixteen or seventeen when I read it. I was either a junior, uh, uh, either a, uh, a sophomore or a junior. Um, I remember, I remember a lot of focus on the sort of gentle giant uh, aspects of Lenny. I remember Mm -hmm. that being a major thing we focused on. Um, It is it it's considered a novella, I guess, right at that length. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's a novella. I mean, people generally don't make that distinction in a non-literary world. They're like, it's a book. Therefore it's a a novel. It's a book. Right. Yeah. It is a book. Great. Yeah. Right. Um, but I remember, I remember it being a uh, yeah. So talking about him as sort of a gentle giant, the rabbits. It really is the thing. Like I remember, I always remember like what about the rabbits, George? I always remember that as the um, the thing about uh, about him and the uh, rape accusation against Lenny when it's mm-hmm. you know clear to the reader or at least this is how I remember it, clear to the reader that, like, there's no... Lenny couldn't, if he wanted, like, wouldn't... That's right. Would never dream of doing any... Hurting anybody. Wouldn't even know what that means. Right. right? You know, the that sexual desire inside Lenny is, like, this non-existent. And he's such a Because all he wants gentle... to do is pet... He, he just wants to pet something soft. So, like, that dress looked soft, so I want to touch it. Yeah. I want to pet the puppy. I want to pet the rabbit. I yes. want to pet the mouse. Yes. Of mice and men, he's got a dead mouse in his pocket in the first chapter yes right you know he is as simple as a mouse is kind of the you know what we're getting at here um so right so so here's that gentleness right so if if lenny is if lenny is not you that's kind of the the whole point right Mm -hmm. lenny is not you you're george yeah you you the reader are george because lenny 
probably couldn't read of mice and men. Like that's just what like he's got. He's the capacity of about an eight year old. So he he's like that's he just does what he does. He hears what he wants to hear. You know, if it's about food, he's going to remember it. If it's about the rabbits, he's going to remember it. But anything else, like yeah, maybe I'll maybe I won't remember. Um, if George is you, Lenny is that person that you're supposed to watch after. And the question is like, are you doing that? Are you watching after the person you're supposed to watch after? Are we doing that right now as America? Or if you're in your own, a different country, if you're in Sweden or New Zealand or Finland or China or um, Iraq or Iran or Nigeria or Kenya or um, you know Brazil or Argentina, Costa Rica, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing for that person who's not you? How are you watching after them? And um, and that's like what that's what of mice and men is really about. How you see other people and what you do for them, but then but then it's relevant because we're basically we're basically in that same situation all over again. People traveling around, not having jobs. Um, they want to live off the land. That's Lenny and George's big thing. They yeah. want to live off the fat of the land, right? We're gonna have our own place. And not answer to anybody, and like that's like my wife's dream. Never mind, like anybody anywhere. She's like, you know, like I got the garden in the corner, and like she, we didn't have to buy a vegetable all summer because we, you know, she. I don't want to say we because I did zero work <laughs> <laughs> apart from eating them. Um, but you know, like she, she did it all. We didn't have to pay the man Whole Foods for, um, you know, for three months mm. for our vegetables. Mm-hmm. That's the dream. Yeah. Right. So. Like what are we doing, Frank? Your thoughts. Continue. I I might have interrupted you. I'm not sure. No, I might have had more. Um, I might have had more makers than I realized. <laughs> <laughs> this is the this is the secret to read up and and to. Uh, I wish that was the secret to read up. <laughs> I wish it was. It should be. Yeah. <laughs> um. I uh. So I I remember or I I. I like what you're saying. I'm actually I'm going to I'm going to switch switch. I'm gonna, what you were saying actually makes me think of something. So yeah, are are we doing what we're supposed to do? Are we um are we looking out for our neighbor, for our fellow person? Uh not necessarily in this like in the case of Lenny and George. George is Lenny's friend, and so he feels a you know, a desire, an obligation, yes, but but he wants to care mm-hmm. for his friend because he feels like his friend has been has been sort of put in his care. Um, I guess what you're saying makes me think about you know more more broadly. Um, not all of us have someone who was put in our care expressly, um, mm. but but do we look out for one another? Do we look out for our fellow man, our fellow person? Um, you know, even if they were they were not expressly put in our in our care, like in a legal sense or or anything like that, right? Like he's not legally Lenny's guardian or anything like that. He's just their friends, and they're like they're they're, they're just, just a pair. They're, they just, they're just a pair. They're like a fraternity unto yeah, themselves. Yeah, yeah. They are just he is just look there looking out for one another, and because Lenny does look out for George, he does like he does want to protect him in some way, but. In a lot of ways, George is just the the guy that Lenny looks up to in the first chapter. Like Lenny 
tries to copy George lying by the river. Mm-hmm. Like he always adjusts himself. He like oh, Steinbeck talks about like Lenny looking up and being like, oh, am I lying the correct way? Is my hat like at the jaunty angle it should be to be the most comfortable because that's how George is right now. Like we've had people in our lives that we do that for. You know, you're like, how is that person sitting? Like, I want to sit sure, like that. Sure, somebody you want to mirror, and yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, like, so the question is, like, and then, then, the, then, at in a moral sense, then, like, we should be Lenny at that moment. Like, we should be mirroring. Are we mirroring the person that is watching out for us? Mm-hmm. Like, who's like, are you watching for others? But who's watching out for you? Right. So yeah. Right. So. Who's looking out for you, and and are you? I guess are you reciprocating? Are you are you are you you're doing that in return for them? Um, and Lenny's also like a really a, a, a sort of a role model in the sense of like being simple and humble and, um, but but still. He's almost non-combative. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. because like because so Curly's there. Curly's the boxer, and he gets up in Lenny's face, and he's like, "Oh, you were you know doing this and doing that and all this stuff," and he starts pounding on Lenny, punching him, breaks his nose, like or whatever, all this stuff, and Lenny doesn't fight back. Lenny doesn't fight back against the aggressor until George says. It's okay. Like, you need to defend yourself. But he doesn't immediately hop to, like, 10. Because then Lenny breaks his hand, like, with nothing. Like, bam. Sorry, Curly's hand. Like, mm-hmm. you're done. Um, and so, and then there's, it's like, symbolic because he was, like, quote, saving that hand for his wife and blah, blah, blah. And all this grossness. And, like, and so, like, and, and, and Lenny destroys that in almost his simplicity and being, like, it's over now. Like your aggression is done, and I think that's another thing that we need to take away. Like it, it, that, your aggression is not helping. Yeah, it's not. It's not helping. Aggression gets nowhere. So can you ever? Can you just calm down? Like, wouldn't that just be great? What do you think about um, a theme with Lenny that I remember is that it's with the rabbits, and then with is it is it with Curly's wife or or uh, Curly's wife? Yep. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know his own strength, right? Mm-hmm. He doesn't know his own strength, and right. in his sort of chasing uh, beauty or chasing softness or chasing—that's right, you mm-hmm. know—in uh, sort of a King Kong way, um, he, he's yeah, kind of chasing so, yeah. something beautiful, and that ends up being his his undoing. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. What are your thoughts on that, and like, how does that relate to you know our duty to one another, or just? Uh, does that tie to 2020 in some way, do you think? Or just whether in 2020 specifically or just more generally something that we can all, you know, take away from that as a way we want to, to be more like. Or, um, or, or a cautionary tale, something we want to be careful of. This is not to demonize Curly's wife. Like, so so don't okay. don't misconstrue. So, but, but spoilers um, for a book that's decades old and you probably read in high school. Um... <laughs> Um, Lenny kills Curly's wife. He, you know, shakes her. He snaps her neck by accident um, because he doesn't he doesn't want the dream to be taken away from him. Right. And so, like, because if she talks, 
he feels that he sucks and he won't be able to pet the rabbits. He won't get the farm. He won't get what he wants. So he's overtly aggressive to protect himself, mm. even though he doesn't know what that's going to do to somebody else. I think that's a very 2020 thing. Mm. You know, I'm going to be, I don't know what my actions are going to do to somebody else. And so maybe you, sh- maybe you should be calm. Mm. Maybe you maybe you shouldn't react in that way. And that's kind of the lesson that that um, George keeps trying to, to tell Lenny. Like, you don't know your own strength. Yes. You don't know. So if it's Lenny's is literally his strength. But for people, it's like you don't know the power of your words. Yeah, that's like, true. You don't know or the power of your action. Like, not doing something, not wearing your mask, not, like, doing, like, that says something that's not voting though these are things that um these are things that have power and you think that they don't but they do um and so and look at the consequences of the of that of what happens when you when you um kind of subject the world to that power um and so you know, and, and uh, voting obviously has its its own power, but it's a it's a united power. It's the power of the people. It's not individualistic. Um, it's not an individual uh, selfish movement. And so, like, not voting is selfish. Voting is is not selfish. You're you're being you're part of the community mm-hmm. by by voting, by not you keeping to yourself. Um, and people keeps we we don't get political here. I don't know how this became political, um, but it did. Um, so political. wear your We're mask. We're not talking about candidates. It's patriotic. Like it's, that's right. This is, yeah. This is being a citizen. I don't like whoever you're voting for. Be a citizen. Like you know. Um, and do your civic I think, duty. Do vote. Do you know? Fulfill your obligation to do jury duty. Like those are all your. Those are all things that yeah, your citizen does. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, really do jury duty because you can get fined for not. I mean, well, like yes. really do it. Yeah. I <laughs> mean, just taxes, to save yourself things. some money, pay your taxes. Yeah. You know, just the dish the huge, you <laughs> yeah. know, so um, don't break fire hydrants. I don't yeah. know. Whatever <laughs> things people are. Don't yell fire doing. in a crowded theater. I don't know. <laughs> right. I don't know. Yeah. Yell. JK, there's no more crowded theaters. Yeah. Just yell other things like boo. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Get off the stage, Frank and Tim. You know, things like that. Yeah. Boo, Ray, Skywalker. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. Whatever you're yelling in a theater. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. So anyway, so people should read of Mice and Men because it's really not, it's so much bigger than migrant workers in 1930s Northern California. It's it's about our way of life right now. And whether you know it or not, like think about, think about who you are and how you're treating somebody else. And then, and what are the consequences of, of not thinking? I think that's part of Lenny's, part of Lenny's story. What are the consequences of, of letting your emotions get the better of you? And and how does that really, what does that do for the world? And then how does that, what does that do for you in, in the end? Like it, for, for Lenny, it ends up with a bullet in his head, you know, like that's, you know, so spoilers again for people who have not read of mice and men, but you know, like that's, you know, that's, you know, it doesn't end well. So, um, so anyway, so yeah, that's, um, that's this extremely dark, uh, beer with geeks. I think it got dark because Frank's lights aren't on, and so I've been watching his room get darker and darker. As like it started with bright sun, and then like now you're almost completely in like enshrouded in shadow. Oh, there you are. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, yeah, well, I'm sorry that I started this episode with it. It was more of 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 scotch and bourbon than of mice and men. But um, I, I don't care. I mean, that's fine. I mean, we we we. It's like a it's like a good it's like a good sermon. You know, you start them with the you start them with the joke, and then you you slam it home with the you know what you should be doing the message. moral moral yeah. message yeah like a mr rogers episode yes <laughs> i'm gonna start with changing my sweater yeah and then by the end you're gonna learn that you should treat people nicely like you should treat <laughs> yes. people equally and the same and be good to everyone um so yeah so there you go cool do you want Let's me to tell geeks. people where they can find us while you change back into your shoes and put on your sweater Yes, please. It's cold. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Um, If you want to hear more uh, literary analysis like this, you should go to readuppodcast.com because Tim does it uh, pretty regularly and sometimes with guests, often without guests, and often very, very snippet, short, digestible um, episodes. Two, three, four minutes max unless I have a guest usually. Super like bite-sized episodes. Um, So really, really fun and uh and great to just like you know download a bunch of of if you want to go through the catalog and download a bunch of about books that you've read or books that you're interested in um it's uh it's great and you usually don't get spoilery which is nice if we, if you haven't read it it's a good way to see like oh what i like this let me listen to someone talk about it for 3 minutes and decide if i want to read this book or not um which i appreciate so uh read up podcast but you can find that as well as beer with geeks at thoughtbubbleaudio.com um of course, uh, BeerWithGeeks.com is also where you'll find the show. Patreon.com slash ThoughtBubbleAudio is so important um, because it does help us to keep these shows alive, uh, keep them going. Uh, it supports us through, uh, through, these, through these times. So thank you uh, to everyone who supports us there, ThoughtBubbleAudio on Patreon. You can also find the show at BeerWithGeeks on Twitter, BeerWithGeeks at gmail.com, uh, and... Um, be sure to leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, wherever you like to get your podcasts. We're everywhere. Um, on your smart speakers, whatever, wherever you want you want to find us, we are there. So um, hit us up in all those places. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for supporting us. Thanks so much for telling a friend. Uh, and thanks so much for putting up with me talk about whiskey and uh, its various forms of, of scotch and bourbon. Well, I, 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 I mean, I asked that question for other people. I obviously knew the answer, and I wasn't asking for myself, not in any particular way. But I'm so glad that I know so much more than I did when I um, started this episode. Let cool. Just say that. So, um, so thank, uh, thank you for saying all those lovely things. Thank you for being my friend. Uh, until next time. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>